the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 3 and Out podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. If I sound a little different, it's because I got a head cold. Uh, the cold has come out of retirement. It's like Eric Weddle went away from a couple years, and now it's back. And it got me, and it got me good. I actually got, I went on the herd. I got called up to the big leagues, went on TV today. Uh, I almost said like, hey, you know, can we push it back? I, I can barely talk. But then I'm like, you know, sometimes you just got to play injured. Talk for a living, and it's not always going to be perfect. If I can talk, and, and you want me to come on television, I'm there. No matter how I sound. And um, I also have to do a podcast, because ultimately I'm a podcaster. It's how we pay the bills here. And so we're going to do a podcast today, three and out. Um, you guys know the drill. A lot to talk about, actually. A lot a lot going on. I think we'll push the Middlecoff mailbag, which is at John Middlecoff. Slide up in those DMs to the weekend. We've been doing that the last couple of weeks. It's had success. And I think we will just separate the this mailbag on Friday and we'll add it to the weekend. A lot of you guys... Because I asked, uh, I didn't have anything to watch. You guys have inundated my uh, my DMs with things to watch. I don't even know. I, I feel like I have 7 million things to watch. Now, a lot of you guys played the hits. You know, Ozarks and Yellowstones. Like, guys, I don't live under a rock. I, I've watched all those shows. I, I binge a lot of shows. So any show that is culturally relevant, hell, I watch Game of Thrones, and I'm not even into that type of crap. But if everyone's watching it, I got to check it out. I mainly just watch for the violence and the nudity. Uh, the storylines and stuff, I, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't fake pretending like all these other people that loved it. And I know some of you did, but it didn't do it for me. But I did enjoy the characters and the, and again the sex and the violence. Uh, but all the main shows I, I've watched, I actually just watched Inventing Anna. Uh, it's it's a trippy show on Netflix. Uh, you know they claim it's a true story. I I don't you know feels like I would imagine the television Netflix version made it a pretty big stretch. Jack Reacher uh, on Amazon Prime. I, you know, I love those type, just that type stuff. I thought that one was a little cheesy. Uh, so I watched the Carl Icahn documentary on HBO. Pretty good. Highly recommend that. Highly recommend that. Carl Icahn, crazy investor, kind of Gordon Gecko of Wall Street. Uh, you know, googling it and doing some research while I was watching it because I was like, God, this has a lot of parallels. I think they made Wall Street kind of after Carl Icahn and a couple other guys, but he, he was definitely a main fixture in that. And uh, and yeah, we probably should talk some football. So again, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Also, the the golf pod you guys have been listening to had a lot going on. Greg Norman just released a statement threatening the PGA Tour. Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson, two guys that are super rich, are just losing their mind. It's like, you guys need to get your shit together. It, it's not that big of a deal. Relax, guys. Maybe the Saudis are coming after him, but go low pod at go low pod is my, the Instagram. Uh, so check that out as well. Okay, I wanted to start with the breaking news because I, I think this is pretty symbolic of where we're at. 
I'll never forget. And I didn't really watch the show as a kid, even though it was, you know, probably the biggest show on TV at the time. But I vividly remember when they came back for the last season, the cast of Friends got a million dollars an episode. One million dollars an episode. And that was a really, really big deal. And then obviously over the years, television stars made a ton of money. I was reading an article pretty recently that James Gandolfini had some knockdown dragouts over his compensation. Some of the big stars over the years have made a lot of money on TV. We know now with Netflix and Amazon, like you get paid a ton of cash when you do shows that are really big and draw a huge audience. It makes sense. If you're the main character, like you get compensated. And this breaking news on, I guess it would have been Wednesday of this week. And it's, it's not official as of recording this, but it sure feels like we're headed that way. Is that ESPN and Monday Night Football is going to sign Troy Aikman for $17.5 million a year. And I, I think that's symbolic of where the NFL's at. To call NFL games when you're a big star like Tony Romo or Troy Aikman, the going rate is 16 to $17 million a year. So basically, I guess those guys do playoffs. Uh, you know, it works out to eight, nine hundred thousand dollars a game. Pretty, pretty good gig if you get it right. Not, not a bad deal at all. And I, I think Troy Aikman, like, you just can't turn down that type of money. Like, what? Who says no to seventeen and a half million dollars? He got a five-year deal. Again, not official yet, but that's basically almost ninety million dollars. Troy Aikman made like $55 million in his playing career. Now, obviously, playing in the 90s is much different now. And $55 million in the 90s, especially playing in Texas, you know, was was, was a shitload of money. But paying someone $17.5 million to call games, like, it also makes sense. You need a big star on Monday Night Football. I know Lewis. I worked with Lewis. I worked for Lewis, basically. But here's the problem with the Monday Night Booth. And the last couple have been this way. Three-way booths, that they do not work. Especially not for major games. I need a two-man booth. That's the way it works. Give me a play-by-play guy and give me an analyst. Give me Al Michaels and give me John Madden. Give me, give me Pat Summerall and give me John Madden. Give me Al Michaels and give me Chris Collinsworth. Give me Tarico and give me John Gruden. I, I can't have three guys. We're not, we're, not, we're not hosting a podcast here. We're calling three hours of a primetime game. And, and that just was not working. It was not working. And here's the other thing. We've been saying it now for five years. They've desperately wanted a big star. And if you have a Monday night crew, you would not just randomly put Peyton and Eli on your sister channel to take away from the rating. That was pretty telling. <clears throat> and let's face it. You want to know why they did that? Because they wanted one of those two guys to have the job. But you know what those two guys don't have to do? Because unlike Troy, who made $55 million, now Troy's made a ton of money the last 20 years. And Troy clearly likes doing this. And this has you know, been a huge part of his life. The Mannings on the field made a combined like $550 million. Off the field, who knows? I mean, Peyton was one of the great spokesmen for brands over his playing career. Eli played in New York City. Those guys are worth hundreds of millions the moment they retire. Like, the, you look in the bank, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, like most people, you don't just leave hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. They invest it. And what does Peyton does? You know, from people, some people that I've known, I've heard Peyton has made some incredible investments. Obviously, some of the ones we know about publicly, but ones that you don't know about publicly. Elite investor. Why? Because think who he's running with. Peyton Manning plays golf at Augusta. Like with the most important businessmen in America. Who do you think Eli drafts off of? He's in that crew. So money, it's not the same when Troy retired. Not that he needed money, but he immediately just went back to work. Like Peyton and Eli did not have to do this. And ESPN begged, which made sense. Because if you got Peyton or Eli as one of your announcers, I mean, Peyton would have been the biggest star in the history of television, at least on signing. Now, whether he would have been elite, I think it's fair to say he probably would have been. Troy's good. You know, is Troy John Madden? No. Is Troy, you know, I would even say John Gruden kind of crazy personality? Of course not. But Troy is really solid. And here's the other thing. He's really famous. One key, I think, with any league is to keep some of your star players surrounding your league. 
having them involved with your league, having them call games. I mean, sometimes I turn on the television on Sunday and we complain about these broadcasts. It's like, oh my God, who's calling this game? This is terrible. And I'm not going to try to throw anyone under the bus, but they're, you know, the Barbers, there's some terrible former players that do some of these games. Now, just because you were a famous player, it was a little before my time, or at least I don't remember watching it, but Joe Montana did games, Bill Walsh did games, and they weren't good. So just because you're famous doesn't mean you're going to be good. But there are some famous guys, and I said this about Drew Brees. I'm like, this ain't going to be Drew Brees Lane. Like, part of talking for a living, you got to be able to be critical. Because you know who you're talking to? The fan, the consumer, the guy paying for everything. The most valuable thing the NFL has right now is our attention. Because the most valuable thing any of us have in life is time. Who we're willing to give time to. Can someone buy your time? Can they offer you hundred grand to go to work for them, 9 to 5? It's, that's pretty valuable. You spend a lot of time at work. Right? Everything beside maybe your wife, someone is doing something for your time. Who you pick and choose to spend time with. And one thing's clear when it comes to television, we spend a lot of freaking time with the National Football League. And I listen, Monday Night Football, they had to get a big fish. They couldn't keep going like they were going. The three-man booth, it's like, whose idea is that? Some of these people, these executives, why the volume's having success, Colin is the guy making these decisions. He's been in it for 20, 30 years. He's run a couple ideas off me, and I, I gave him a couple ideas. Like I, we, I do this. I'm in this deep. I'm in the mud here. Some of these executives have never spoken a word for their living, or you know, for a living in their life. Now, some of them are really good, right? Whoever once gave John Madden the job, whoever once gave, you know, uh, John Gruden the job. But let's face it, ESPN had a circle jerk over Rex Ryan. He was going to be awesome. Rex Ryan fucking sucks. Rex Ryan is terrible. Now, I don't watch much ESPN at all beside games, but and, and I try to avoid pregame shows at all costs. But whenever I turn that on, I go, this is he's the worst guy on that crew. And I bet when they signed him, everyone at ESPN was doing cartwheels. Like, we got Rex Ryan. He's been terrible. He's god awful. So, and listen, I, I would hang out with Rex, but as a TV personality, and he was a really good defensive coach. He's not good on television. He's just not. And he'll be critical. Of course he will. I mean, he's a guy who's been talking shit his whole life. That's the least of his worries. But it's just, he doesn't bring me. He doesn't do anything for me. And here's the other thing, and I've been saying this for a while about Sean McVay. Having leverage gets you more money every single time. And I've been in positions where I had no leverage, and I got taken to the cleaners. In the sense of when I worked for the Eagles, and I got uh, the West Coast job after being a pro scout, I got a $5,000 bonus. If I would have had three teams coming at me, maybe I would have got a $30,000, $40,000 bonus. We see it all the time in the NFL. When these people interview in other places and then they stay, they get huge raises. I I didn't have that. I was in my 20s. I didn't know anybody. And I was happy to make fifty grand or whatever. But when I worked in radio, I started gaining some leverage and we started having success. You know, as a scout, I success like... Only the GM and Andy knew like what my reports were. Once you get in radio, you start hitting some rating bonuses. You're like, okay, they want to keep me. It's going to cost a little bit more. And obviously in podcasts, we've had success doing this. I've had quote unquote leverage on my side. And again, like part of doing business with people, this is a unique business that I'm involved in. You know, I view it more as a partnership. So it's, it's less about like when you work for corporations, you have to have leverage. And ultimately, I've said this for about Sean McVay, he is the poster guy. He is the face of the franchise. Not Aaron Donald, not Matt Stafford, not Cooper Cup. When you think the Los Angeles Rams, you think Sean McVay, and you think SoFi Stadium now. And obviously, they just won the Super Bowl, and his value, he's been at two Super Bowls in four years, and he's won one. Now, is he a $20 million coach? He actually makes some mistakes in games. He's not always the most aggressive on fourth and short. And in the NFC Championship game, he didn't have any timeouts in the fourth quarter. That if Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't playing like crap, then the 49ers should have won the game. But right now, the going rate for guys like Sean McVay, and would Sean McVay be great at TV? I don't know. He's never done it before. But if I had to bet on him, I'd bet I'd take Sean McVay over Drew Brees. I'd take Sean McVay over Rex Ryan. I'd take Sean McVay over Sean Payton. But the going rate for Sean McVay, who makes like $10, $11 million right now for the Rams, is $16, $17 million. We've just seen the market get set by Tony Romo and Troy Aikman. 
So we know the guy that makes the most in the NFL is Bill Belichick. And unlike, I got in an argument today on social media, like, you know, these guys, you don't know how much, these are not public companies. And unlike players, when it comes out like free agencies in a couple weeks, when a guy gets paid, we're going to know right away, right? And the money's, you know, without guaranteed money, it's hard to ever know when a guy immediately gets paid how much he's truly making. But the agent always wants that out there. Why? Because the agent wants more clients. Where in football, coaches get very, and I don't blame them, insecure is probably the wrong word, but they're just, they're not trying to put their business out there. It doesn't behoove them. It's This isn't college sports to let, you know, Andy Reid doesn't want everyone to know he makes $16 million a year. Sean Payton and Pete Carroll aren't banging their chest. You're like, yeah, I just signed an $80 million contract, right? It's just, it's, it's very, these are not public companies. They don't have to disclose this information. But if I'm Sean McVay, I go, I want $20 million a year. Now, is he a $20 million coach? Probably not. Is he 14 or 15 million? Yeah. I mean, 100%. That's if TV didn't exist. He's the face of the franchise for a team that just won the Super Bowl. And he's 36 years old. And he's an awesome freaking coach. Some flaws, yeah. But most coaches have flaws. Besides like Bill Belichick, they all do. Right? And I think he's going to get it. I think he's going to get it. And I, you know, this is type of money that like if Stan offered him like $13 million, it's like, hey, Stan, I go work for $16 million in a much easier job. So part of the reason this got floated out there over the last month is because it's a leverage tool. Leverage is on Sean McVay's side. He's going to make a boatload of money. And one day he's going to go do TV and make a boatload more. And it shows you the power of the league right now. You think the, you think the TNT is paying Stan Van Gundy? I mean, I, I, Stan Van Gundy's terrible, but to me, it's like, well, he's probably making half a million bucks. You think anyone in baseball is making much money? Call games? Come on. I mean, geez, what are we talking about here? This is, this is the power of the NFL that is now running circles. Uh, and I listen, I, I like, I'm a sports guy. I like all these sports, but it's, it's a top dog for a reason. Now, even their television guys, everyone's getting paid. Everyone. I mean, I, I've never made more money. I just talk about it on a podcast. I freaking love the NFL. College basketball is heating up, and FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered with an offer you don't want to miss. Right now, new customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. Bet college basketball any way you like. Take a chance with the same game parlay, jump into the action with live betting, or bet big promotions like Odd Boost. This app is so easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great odds, awesome promotions for new existing users, and here's the key. If you win, you can get your money in under two hours. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with promo code Colin to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code Colin. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I watched uh, the Pat McAfee thing, and listen, he's me and him don't have much in common. And listen, I, there are things like there's Tony Rob, Tony Robbins manifest stuff that I I think about. I don't actively like try to put it in my life all the time. I've never gone on more than like a couple day cleanse would be strong, but just a fast. And really, I can fast for like a day, and then I get too hungry. Uh, what that thing that he did that 13 day cleanse. I honestly give him respect for doing that because I I wouldn't make it past like day two. And I think most people listening, no matter what you think of it, could not even begin to remotely get close to accomplishing that. Now, I would say most of us would have no desire to do that, but like he's a different cat. He's a little out there. But you know what? Some of the greats at whatever their individual profession are, are a little weird. Hell, even Tom Brady. Remember when everyone was giving him shit for pliability and eating avocado ice cream and tomatoes and drinking drinking water would help you not get sunburned? He said all those things. He doesn't. He believes those things. I have the TB12 book in my living room. When you open it up, it's what he talks about. Elon Musk, who I love, is pretty out there. He's a different cat. We've all followed Kanye. You watch the Kanye doc? I haven't yet, but I actually might do that in the next couple of days. Kanye's out there. Like some people that are really talented, when you're not that talented and stuff and you're out there, we just think you're a whack job. Like ultimately Aaron Rodgers is a $40 million four-time MVP. Ultimately Kanye sling a lot of albums. He just, $200 an album. He sold like, uh, what was it? Like 2000 or whatever. I mean, made millions of dollars on his album. Elon Musk, I mean, dude's crazy. But so what? You know, sometimes I'm not normal. How many people listening do you think, are you normal? What the hell is normal? But the thing when you're a quarterback, the only thing that matters, regardless whether you do 13-day cleanses, whether you're like John Elway and you slam Corona lights, you know, whether you're Brett Favre and you're just kind of a screw-around hick from Mississippi, do you get along with your teammates? Do the guys in the locker room like you? 
That is really what matters. And say what you want, and I give Rodgers credit on this, the guys in that locker room like him. Now, is he a drama queen? Of course he is. Like him and Russell Wilson have become very drama-centric. And whether that's ego, whether that's narcissism, because my one pushback, and I'm not big into Buddhism, but like, hey, Aaron, and I, I know he's big into the Buddhists. Do the Buddhists want you posting all this on social media? Are, are Buddhists big into like uh, public stuff on social media? Because I didn't think they were. But listen, I mean, you can make up. We're, we all are hypocrites in some way, some form or fashion. I actually think the Green Bay Packers have a pretty good chance to retain Aaron Rodgers. And I watched Brian Gutekinds. I, I've been sick, so I haven't really been able to sleep. I mean, the last couple nights, I've woken up at midnight and laid there till about 4 a.m. Watched TV, watched YouTubes. I mean, it's it's been a weird couple days for me. And last night, about 2.30 in the morning, I'm just sitting there wide awake. And I watched Brian Gutekinds. I didn't watch the whole thing just because got I don't care about everything that's going on with the Green Bay Packers. But I was skipping around. And I, you know, if where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. I said when this happened over last summer, it was going to be very, very difficult for Brian Gutekinds. Because they don't teach you in scout school how to manage people. That you either have that or you don't. They don't teach you how to deal with people that are not like you. And listen, I like people not being like me. I like people to be different. You know, the social media wants everyone to be the same. It's, it's, it's why I hate the media. They're all, especially the sports media, 95% of them all say, do, and think the same way. To me, that's fucking boring. When you get predictable, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, I want predictability maybe with like my income streams, but like with the people I associate with, like I like some curveballs. I, li- I like things to keep me on my toes. Like, I, I don't want to get, I get bored fast. And so dealing with unpredictability can be very, very difficult. And I didn't think just based, I don't know the guy, but I thought it was going to be very difficult for Gudikins to handle the situation, just like it would be for any young GM to handle the situation. But he deserves a standing applause if you're a Green Bay Packer fan. One, he gets a lot of credit for hiring the coach who Aaron Rodgers clearly loves. If Aaron Rodgers does stay and doesn't ask for a trade, a big reason he'd be doing that is because of Matt LaFleur. And the other thing, Roger said this on McAfee's show, he said this on his MVP speech, and Gudikins was like, yeah, we've done a lot to, quote-unquote, improve our relationship. We've spent a lot of times talking. Because let's face it, relationships, whether they're personal or they're professional, they, you know, if you care about that relationship, it takes some work. And sometimes we all can live in our own little bubble and not realize the way other people are thinking. And Gudikins was forced into it but once he was forced into it, some people might have screwed that up. And not only did he not screw it up, he put Aaron in a position, the team in a position with everything he did around him. And Aaron's very happy with him right now. So it's going to come down to money uh, and maybe just the drama of Aaron likes this. But I, I, I give a lot of credit to Gudikins for figuring the situation out. And I think everyone's, you know, Aaron's easy to make fun of when he start talking about 13-day cleanse and puking and you know, eating dinner with the Buddhists. You know why? Because most people don't do that. And uh, it's listen, that's not my cup of tea. You, you won't find me, and I would imagine many people listening to this, eating with Buddhists. But Aaron's into that. You know, some people are just into different things. And honestly, that makes, you know, this country kind of cool. Not everyone has to think the same. Another big guy that's just, you know, just a little bit of a drama queen. I know he changed his Instagram and uh, put a picture of him, I think, when he was in high school. He's from the Virginia area, is Russell Wilson. And unlike Aaron Rodgers, they kind of laid it on the table. Was like, we got to figure it out this year, or I'm gone. I'm going to demand a trade. I'm going to go. Like, we all kind of know where Aaron's going. He's either going to say, I'm coming back to Green Bay, or you guys have to trade me. And even when you watch Kudikin's talk, like, if he demands a trade, they're going to trade him. They would be kind of screwed because Jordan Love's not that good. They'd have to get another quarterback. But that's the situation they're in. This other guy is obsessed. Like, here's the one thing I give Aaron Rodgers. At this point in time, he's not really obsessed with his image. I mean, he's talking about some pretty outrageous things. And I'm not talking about the the COVID stuff. Honestly, it didn't bother me at all like it did the media. They're like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but I'm more talking about the stuff that he just told McAfee. Even Pat McAfee's face when he told him about eating dinner with the Buddhists and the uh, and the cleanse. I mean, it was just... 
He gave a reaction like we all would have. It was it was hard to comprehend. But Russell Wilson is obsessed with being liked. All he cares about is everyone, his personal image. Honestly, I, I think I know Colin loves him. I fraud's the wrong word. I just think he's like a caricature. Like I don't even know if he's a real human. I often think this about politicians. Like, are they even real humans? When the camera goes off and they just go home and they're sitting there with their wife or like their brother, do they go, God, I'm fooling these fucking idiots. These guys don't have any clue coming. Or do they stay in character? Because if they stay in character, that, that's insane. Like, you're just, are you guys different species than us? Like, does Russell talk like that 24-7, 365? But if Russell wants to get traded and it's kind of out there, he's going to have to demand a trade. Because under no circumstances are John Schneider and Pete Carroll going to just randomly trade Russell Wilson. That is not going to happen. John Schneider is not going to trade the best draft pick he's ever made, the best player in the history of the franchise, just just because he can get some picks back. Picks don't mean anything when you trade your starting quarterback who's a Pro Bowl level guy. Now, if Russell has the stones, if he has the balls to not worry about the massaging his social media image, if he tweeted out or just you know, put out a statement through Seattle like, I want to get traded. I went through Schefter, I went through Rap Sheet. Russell Wilson has told the Seahawks he's demanding a trade. Then yeah, he can put their feet to the fire. He can make things uncomfortable. But is he going to do that? Because last year he wanted to do it, but he didn't have the stones to do it. He kind of dipped his foot into the uh, into the shallow end. He's like, well, you know, I don't really want to go, but if they were going to get rid of me, they could trade me to these four places. Like, who talks like that? Like, just say you want to trade or say you want to stay. And he played this political standpoint all season long on all these topics. And I, I think it's going to be the same thing. It's just going to be kind of cloudy. It's not going to be black and white. It's going to be in this gray area. It's like, yeah, I kind of want to stay, but I'll see what they do. Then maybe I'll push it. And that, at least, say this for Aaron Rodgers, at least he's been pretty direct. Last year, he's like, I want more input. Boom, got more input. This year, it's like, I'm going to tell you if I'm going to stay or go. Russell's, you know, as we used to say in the radio business, sitting on the fence. Pick a side. You're 32, 33 years old. If you want to stay, they'll go all in on you. If you want to force your way out, go force your way out. Because you can. Ultimately, these NBA, these NFL quarterbacks kind of like NBA players. If Russell Wilson told John Snyder and Pete Carroll, I'm, and he never would because his image, I'm never going to play another down for this franchise. I'm never going to play another down. They would trade him. Because think of what they get. They get like Jalen Hurts and four ones and just kind of reset their franchise. Now, they don't want to do that. And I don't blame them. If I was them, I wouldn't want to do that either. But if, if he ultimately wants to go, I'm just tired of talking about Russell Wilson's trade potential. He has to ask for a trade. And when he truly does, then we can talk about it. But until he does, we're just going to talk about, I mean, he's the ultimate hypothetical. Uh, some other stories. I, Schefter said on the, P, the PFF podcast that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, could not get traded. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting traded. And if he doesn't get traded, the 49ers deserve to get destroyed. They traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance. They gave him a redshirt year. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is set to make $27 million. You need that money to use to build up your team. And the only way for Trey Lance to get better is to play football. You have entire offseason. You have entire training camp. Go sign a cheap veteran like a Marcus Mariota and start the Trey Lance era. Now, I understand Kyle Shanahan going, well, we can only get a fifth for Jimmy Garoppolo. Why wouldn't we just keep him? And the reason you keep him, or I mean trade him, is because you need that money. Having that money allows your cap space to be bigger and allows you to sign more players. So I, I don't, and not, Adam Schefter just said he could see it. I cannot see it. Jimmy Garoppolo will be traded in the next 10 days would be my guess. I'm recording this the 24th, maybe a little longer, maybe the next 14 days. He will be traded. It'll be unofficial before the league year starts. Uh, Florio, Mike Florio runs pro football talk. You ever heard of him? he can be kind of annoying on social media, said that teams are willing to trade for Deshaun Watson even before his civil cases. And and the way that I've heard other people talk about this, not a lawyer, even though I've watched some lawyer shows, actually in, Inventing Anna is kind of a lawyer show. 
is that I guess he has to settle or each individual civil case it's on its own merit. Like he can't just make all of them go away in one thing. Everyone is an individual case. So it's going to be a pain in his ass. I mean, it clearly is. And again, I, I'm not assuming guilt or innocence. I got no, I have no clue. I'm not trying to stick up for him or not stick up for him. I just know that he has to figure out on a case by case basis. I, I know me personally, if I was a GM or I was a coach, there's no way to know for sure that not one of these cases is going to stick. I couldn't do it. But I, I've said before in this podcast, I'm not naive enough. This is pro sports. We're not, they're not taking moral high horse stances. And, and the NFL is not the NBA. They're not faking anything. They're trying to win football games and print money. So someone will trade for this guy. And I think it's fair to say that, like Jimmy Garoppolo, this guy is going to get traded for in before free agency. Now, you know, if you're Casario, the problem is I do think he loses a little leverage with these cases hanging over him. If he was just a high character, never been in trouble, like ultimately, even if he's completely innocent on this, I do red flag him moving forward. He made a terrible decision. And it's one thing to like, you know, your massage therapist, you start hooking up, you start dating him on the side. He was banging every massage therapist in town. Like that's... I'd like my quarterback to have some common sense to like, you know, there, there's a balancing act in everything. And to me, Deshaun Watson got a little out of pocket on this. And that's assuming he did nothing wrong, which I know people in the NFL think that he didn't. I've talked to people in the NFL who have done their due diligence that believes he just used this basically to get laid. Now, back to what I said, how could you as a GM, they're like, hey, three ones and a two. Pull the trigger. Well, what if one of these went a little haywire and it's not going to go away? And that hangs over your hat, your head. And once you get into the situation of OTAs and training camp, ultimately something comes out and you've already traded for them. To me, that'd be pretty devastating. But I expect him to get traded. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel every weekday. Our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets including game picks, props, same-game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all-time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast. only on the Volumes Podcast Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Caleb Williams... The NIL is pretty crazy. USC, I've come around. USC is going to have such a huge advantage come uh, just moving forward with the NIL. The Caleb Williams is making over $5 million. I saw on my Instagram feed today that this real estate like venture capitalist firm in Southern California is one of his NILs. What does that even mean? They're just funneling him cash. Now, Caleb Williams is unique. I don't think a guy coming out of high school would have made $5 million. We saw him play at Oklahoma. He's a star quarterback. He'll be an NFL star. That'd be strong. He's got a ways to go. But he's an NFL-level prospect. I mean, he's a big-time college player. He's, you know, he's, he's got to improve. I mean, he's young. But part of his value is he's already played. But that's pretty nuts. And a couple people have hit me. What do you think about these guys in NIL? They start getting paid, and once they get to the draft, if I'm going to go like top five and I don't want to go to a team and I've already made five, ten million dollars, do I have a little juice? Do I say, you know what, Jags, don't draft me. I ain't coming there. We're going to see how this all shakes out because once star quarterbacks are getting five, six million dollars, you know, USC, Texas, we saw Texas A&M, Ohio State, some of these programs, like it was already always a big deal and. You heard on the underground, you know, the big programs back when you brown bagged you. And you still get brown bagged. I think you get double. You get brown bagged and you get the stuff that's uh, above board. You know, a top flight guy would get four or $500,000 in basketball or football. I'm talking an elite guy in football. Because football, there's so many. Like, like a basketball guy. There's a big difference between $5 million and $400,000 in cash. <laughs> you know, hell, I, I'll pay taxes on $5 million. Right? So, it's that's a lot of money. It's going to be interesting if some of these guys have the same drive and determination when they're, I can't imagine at 19, 20 years old, still being in college, just having, I mean, do the math, having that type of cash come in. Are they paying you quarterly? I mean, are they, are they paying you lump sums of a million dollars? You just get a million dollars in your account? I, that'd be pretty nuts. I, I give a lot these kids a lot of credit if they're able to stay the straight and narrow, stay focused, stay work hard, go to class you know, lead a somewhat normal life because I, I don't care who you are. You, you give a 19-year-old $5 million, things get weird fast. At least in the pros, like in the NBA, when a 19-year, he's around other pros. Like ultimately in college, Caleb Williams is around a lot of other guys that have no money. So at least when you're drafted, the number one overall pick, like Anthony Edwards, one and done. Well, Carl Anthony Towns, ton of money. D'Angelo Russell, ton of money. Like other guys on his team have more money than him. It's not the, in college. It's like this guy's making five million dollars. The next highest guy might be making like three hundred grand, and there's a lot of guys making zero. It's like, hey Caleb, you want to go to dinner? On you, buddy. I'm there. Uh, Jordan Love, Gudikins talked about this. I just don't think there's a market for Jordan Love because if you're the Packers, it makes no sense to give Jordan Love away. 
if someone's like, hey, I'll give you a six-round pick for Jordan Love. Because to me, that's kind of his value. right? We saw Gardner Minshew, who's put much better tape, go for a six-round pick. Or Jordan Love, I mean, in the couple games that we've seen him play, I guess last year we just saw him play the game. I guess it was just the game. He looks like a major, he just looks like a backup quarterback. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, ideally, you don't want to draft in the first round backup quarterbacks. But if you're the Packers and you have a backup quarterback making a couple million dollars, like, it's a pretty good deal. You know him, you like him, just keep him around. Like, to me, there's a decent chance that Jordan Love just stays on the team for like four or five years. Probably not the fifth year because you're not going to pick up his fifth year option. But he's just on your team for four years. Now, ultimately, it's not the greatest draft pick of all time. Actually, pretty shitty. But you got a backup quarterback for four years. You just use your first round pick on it. But I do not expect Jordan Love to get traded. I, I couldn't see any team trading anything of value. And if you're the Packers, unless you got something value, like I know my backup quarterback and I like him. And ultimately, if Aaron goes down, I'm probably screwed either way. But at least I have this guy that we can keep hopefully building up and has some talent. Uh, so the USFL had a draft. When you see the first seven picks of the USFL and they're all the quarterbacks, you realize why normal people are never going to watch the AAF, the XFL, the USFL. The reason we watch Alabama and Texas and USC is star players and star coaches. The reason we watch Bill's Chiefs second round of the playoffs is Josh Allen and Mahomes. The reason we watch Justin Herbert play Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady play Matt Stafford. You need star power. These leagues, Kyle Luletta, who was terrible in the pros, who's not a pro quarterback, got drafted number one overall. So once I see the list of guys like that, and half of them I don't even know, I go, this league's doomed. It's also why The Rock, when The Rock did that, I don't even know what he did for the Super Bowl, right? He's screaming into the microphone with his like burgundy red. And uh, it made sense when a couple days later, he's a part owner in the uh, XFL and they're merging with the NFL. I bet the NFL is going to try to pump them some practice squad type guys and try to help with maybe some young coaches. It's a business partnership. That's why The Rock was on the Super Bowl. Because it was like, I'll, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. We're business partners. I bet the NFL didn't even need to pay him to do that. They paid him through partnering with the XFL, in which he bought a couple years ago. And I give The Rock credit on this one. Buying the XFL doesn't make much sense on its own merit. But it does make it does make sense if you're going to partner with the NFL. And ultimately, can you start getting some of their practice squad quarterbacks? Can you go, hey... The Packers are playing the 49ers in terms of the XFL teams. Let's watch their two quarterbacks. They both draft in the sixth round. Might get some eyeballs. Hey, the 49ers backup running back who's been on the practice squad a couple years is playing the Cowboys, you know, star middle linebacker who's been a year on the practice squad. Star would be strong, but you know what I'm saying? All these teams, you start associating with the, it's like, oh, this XFL team has a guy from Seattle, has a guy from the 49ers, has a guy from the Rams. Get some eyeballs. That's what you have to do to have any of these leagues have a chance. The reason the USFL once upon a time had a glimmer of hope is they had guys like Reggie White, Steve Young, and Herschel Walker. They attempted to have the star power. With no star power, you have nothing. With no star power, you have golf pre-Tiger Woods. You know, I mean, that's that's what 2022 moving forward is all about. And it's really been about in the internet age. How are you going to draw people's attention? Well, you draw people's attention. You're never going to get the best players in these second fiddle leagues. But if you can get people associated with the star franchises, the Steelers guy, the Eagles guy, the Cowboys guy, you got a, you know, a puncher's chance. And you had to partner with the NFL. And The Rock clearly is a good businessman. He's making a ton of money in every avenue of his life. And uh, interested to see kind of how that whole thing shakes out. I guess last but not least, J.C. Jackson star would be strong, but really, really good cornerback for the New England Patriots uh, is acting like the Patriots aren't going to pay him. Like, yeah, bro, you've been watching the Patriots for the last couple decades. They usually don't pay a premium for non-premiums. You're a good player, but I couldn't pay J.C. Jackson $22 million a year. And the reality is, is when you hit free agency, you typically get more because you get multiple people bidding on you and you have a little leverage. J.C. Jackson is an above average corner. Uh, He has great ball skills. But I couldn't pay him. Belichick knows this. Several years ago, he paid Stephon Gilmore peak money 
And it worked out. Why? Because Gilmore was an elite talent. J.C. Jackson is not. But but J.C. Jackson, you watch, if Bill lets him truly walk, is going to get paid. And he's going to get a lot of money. Just like, you know, some random guard who's probably a $4 million player is going to hit free agency. And some of these teams with terrible offensive lines are going to give him $9 million. If you're a player, you want to hit free agency. If you're like a legitimate starter. Obviously, if you're a star, you de- you know Devontae Adams would love to hit free agency. It's never going to happen. But if you're just a hot, you know an above average starter and you hit free agency, you get paid like a Pro Bowl player. Especially this year, the caps going back up. Bunch of teams need help in bunch of different spots. Uh, I think a, a stupid amount of money is going to give be given out to players that aren't worth it. But that happens every single year in free agency, and this year is definitely going to be no different. Appreciate everyone battling through with me. Uh, I tried my best, gave it all, gave it all I had. Hope you guys have a good weekend. I need to rest and recover and uh, talk soon. Adios. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.